irreverent, entertaining, cool. You're listening to LA Talk Radio. Talk Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. Welcome back to Max and Friends. Well, if it's your first time joining us, where have you been? We've been here for 12 years. Well, I'm glad that you're here. And you know what? Not only have we been here 12 years, but we also won a couple of Communicator Awards along the way. So thank you, Communicator Awards, for acknowledging us and for seeing us, hearing us, and saying that we matter. Because that's what I like to do here on Max and Friends, is bring shows to you that matter. So first and foremost, how are you all doing? But really, how are you doing? Tweet me at Max Tucci, Instagram me at Max Tucci, and also at Max Tucci Radio. And let me know what's going on in your lives, in your life, in your daily life. In how are you? How are you feeling? What are you doing? How are you coping? And how are you experiencing where we are today in this present moment? Well, for a lot of people who are not doing so well, there's a lot of fear in the air. And not only is there a lot of fear in the air, but there's also a lot of anxiety and a lot of depression and a lot of panic. So, you know, we're going to talk through this because we have some great guests on today's show who are going to be with us in just a moment. Bruce Richmond is here from U Equals U and also Yonsei Jones. And we're going to talk about HIV AIDS and we're going to talk about undetectable equals untransmittable. U Equals U. The last conversation we had where there was an equal it was hard equals hard and that was with our buddy ash beckham and how hard conversations equal hard conversations it doesn't matter about what the conversation is it's hard so if it's something for you that's a hard conversation it equals hard for everyone else so it's just really finding the commonality in between of us all and describing and discussing what our hard conversations are. So for some of you, the talk of HIV AIDS might be a hard conversation. For some of you, it might be something that you have and you never told anyone. And for some of you, it might be, you know what? I'm U equals you. So let's talk about that tonight on Max and Friends. And also, I want you to know that we are on every single um, <laughs> podcast platform right now. I have a note reading this right now. So you can say, hey, Google, play Max and Friends podcast, and you'll hear the show. So I tempt you to try it. And also, Alexa, and anywhere where you hear your favorite podcast, find us there. Enjoy the show. Tell us about the show and let us know who you want to have on the show. All right. So without any further ado, let's talk about Bruce Richmond. He is the founding executive director of Prevention Access Campaign and the Undetectable Equals Untransmittable U Equals U campaign. Diagnosed with HIV in 2003, Bruce learned in 2012 that his undetectable viral load meant that he could not transmit HIV. He committed to sharing this information in the hope that people with HIV and their partners will live sexual and reproductive lives free of fear and stigma. And Bruce literally has been traveling the world with his U equals U message. And for all of you who love U equals U and you know about U equals U, go right now because I know they have some wonderful information uh, daily. I think it's updated. Bruce is always doing his thing. So, Bruce, welcome to Max and Friends. And let's do your thing here on Max and Friends. Welcome to the show. 
Thank you, Max. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. It's good to be here. It's my pleasure. And it's been like such a while. I've been wanting you here for so long. And it's just where we are right now is exactly where we're supposed to be. So before we jump into you equals you, let's talk about Bruce Richmond and let's talk about your life and how you got to where we are today. Okay. Well, um, you know, I've always been, um, you know, concerned and, and driven by, you know, social justice and, 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 you know, in public service. Um, since I was like a kid, was I six, when I was six years old, I started a bird club to try to stop the development of condos in our backyard um, and save the birds, basically. So it's kind of been in, in my DNA. Um, my mother's a, a major human rights activist. And, and so I, you know, through my 20s, I was, you know, I'd work and develop you know, violence prevention campaigns and 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 kind of another kind of cause related work and then in my my 30s and 40s i started working with high profile people so like celebrities and talk show hosts and fashion designers and athletes and all kinds of people to help them figure out how they'd have a positive impact in the world you know whether it's setting up foundations or scholarships it was it was a lot of fun and i think we we did a lot of good but then i learned you know, that I had HIV in 2003. Um, and, and, you know, and, 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 you know, that I, I was in the closet for about seven years with it. Um, I was really felt a lot of shame and, and felt the stigma from really for a lot from the gay community. And then I learned, you know, that I couldn't pass on the virus. In 2012, my doctor said, you know, you're, you're taking your medication and it's, it's working and it means your, your virus is undetectable. Um, and most people, nearly everyone who takes their medication can get to undetectable. And he said that, that there's research now that shows you can't transmit to anybody. You're, you're not infectious. And mm. that totally changed my life into, you know, and, and so I, I was, you know, started talking to heads of medical associations and, and uh, people in the community who are living with HIV and researchers and, and, and everybody was like confirming, yes, it's true. The science is true, but we, we don't really share this with people because we're, we're not sure they'd understand it, that you have to take your medication to stay undetectable. It was sort of this paternalistic thing. So I had to leave my other, my other work. I just felt compelled to do it. And I felt that I had to share this with millions of people who who were being told they were infectious to the people they love or want to have sex with or, or babies with. They were being told that they were dangerous when they were mm. not. Um, and so that's really how I, I, I got to this, this, you know, this movement. And it was just, I was just compelled to, to share what I knew. Absolutely. So let's go back to 2003. So when you were first diagnosed with HIV, what did that mean to you? Well, you know, at that time, I knew that I would live because I, I knew there were treatments available, but I didn't want to live because I thought, mm. who is going to love me? You know, I'm I'm a to I'm toxic. I'm a vector of disease. And, you know, I, I was terrified of passing on HIV to someone that I love. So <clears throat> I didn't love, you know, I just I just I just withdrew and isolated. Um, and it was all because I felt dirty. I felt infectious. So that really lifted when I learned from my doctor, you know, nine years later in 2012, that I actually wasn't infectious and there was no way that I could, I could pass it on to anyone. But, uh, but the problem is most of the world didn't know it. Um, mm. And, you know, and, and, and so 
it took, you know, HIV now has a completely different meaning to me um, mm -hmm. because I, I can, you know, live a healthy life and I, I don't absolutely don't have to worry about transmitting um, to now, sexual partners. Absolutely. And, you know, for you, I'm, it's so refreshing to hear that you're at that space right now. I think it's so, you know, beautiful that you can be able to discuss it. For people, though, who still look at HIV, and now we're in a pandemic, so now people are looking at all pandemics, you know, in a different light. But what do you tell people who still put the stank on HIV, like like you had mentioned, like, they're, you're still dirty, don't come near me. What do you tell people, like, about HIV today as it was to five years ago, 10 years ago, 15 years ago? Well, you know, back in the 80s, it was it was a it was a death sentence. And and, you know, it was a very, very day. It still is a dangerous disease, but it's a controllable illness now. It's a it's a condition. It's a chronic condition now where people can live long and healthy lives and and no longer be in, infectious. So I think to those folks who are really uh, you know afraid of people living with HIV and there are many, there's still stigma. Oh, yeah. Deep, deep, deep rooted stigma in the United States. We're, we're, we're talking about like, you know, unlearning over 35 years of fear of HIV and irrational fear of people with HIV. So it's a lot to unlearn. And we actually did a study um, with with our one of our, our, our partners with with Merck that showed 30 percent of millennials who you think would be so woke. Right. 30 percent mm -hmm. of millennials would want to socialize with someone living with HIV. So it, wow. it's pretty intense. So what so we say to high. people. Yeah, yeah, it was really, it's really shocking. So, you know, the thing is, you, you don't need, no one living with HIV is a danger. You know, it, if you're undetectable, you know, <clears throat> it's impossible to pass it on. And if you're, you're not undetectable and you have a detectable viral load, there's PrEP for people who are HIV negative that they can take to prevent from acquiring HIV. And there's still condoms, you know, that, that you know, people can use. to Old school. To, <laughs> right, but, right, you know, right. I want to talk about that real quick because there's also responsibility, I think, you know, because condoms, I remember, were such a big thing, you know, especially in porn growing up, like you always saw condoms. And today there, I feel like there's an irresponsibility of non-condom using in porn. And I don't know if you really want to talk about that, but. For me, it was always like maybe that's why 30 percent of millennials feel that way, because I know, you know, a lot of kids are watching porn. I just think the industry is like very cavalierly allowing maybe. I don't know. I don't know. The, I don't know the question because it's something that I'm just thinking about now. So do you want to discuss it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, sure. I mean, I think I think with I think everyone needs to just be informed about yeah. the various um, ways of preventing STDs and you know HIV and you know to 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 have to be educated about it so they can make an informed choices. I mean, the thing about sex without condoms is like our parents have sex without condoms, straight people mm. have sex without condoms, but the idea of gay men having sex without condoms is really repugnant to a lot of people. Um, you know, and and it's it is possible to do it safely. You know, if, if one partner has PrEP, whether it's, it's you know, um, whatever the, the sexual orientation is or between or, or the gender identity between two couples, yeah. if someone is on PrEP, they're not going to get HIV. And if someone's undetectable, right. they're not going to transmit it. So I think it's OK, but you got to educate about STDs still, yeah. you know, PrEP or undetectable isn't going to prevent from passing on, you know, other, other STDs. No, of course. And I think, you know, that's the importance of this conversation tonight is because we love to educate our listeners. And I think this is a topic that people need to talk about 
even more so, especially U equals U, because there's so much, there was so much that went into arriving to today with HIV. But before we even get deeper into the conversation, for those who are tuning in, my guest is Bruce Richmond. And if you don't understand what we're talking about, and you're like, what are they talking about PrEP? Can you give us and our listeners, Bruce, some information on what are those terms and what do they mean? And what does PrEP mean for those who just really don't know? Oh, yeah, sure. So PrEP is a pill. It's a medication that someone who's HIV negative can take to prevent from getting HIV. So it's 99% effective at preventing um, HIV, not other STDs. And when I say STDs, I mean sexually transmitted diseases like syphilis and gonorrhea and chlamydia. Um, and then U equals U stands for undetectable is untransmittable. And that's what the HIV positive partner can you know, basically use to prevent from um, transmitting HIV. And that's 100% effective. So when someone's mm-hmm. undetectable, it's 100%. So those are really, so your options are condoms, PrEP, and or U equals U or abstinence, of course, to prevent, um, uh, you know, HIV. Yeah. So exactly what does undetectable equals untransmittable mean? Yes. Yeah, so when when someone living with HIV is on medication, it, it makes the the virus, the, the amount of the virus so low in the in the body that it can't be detected by tests. And that's called undetectable. And when you're undetectable, you are healthy and you live a a healthy life and you cannot transmit HIV through sex. And so it's undetectable is untransmittable. So we came up with that that phrase that is now being used around the world and at the highest levels from the WHO to the CDC to health ministries and, you know, all over. You took off with this because I remember watching you on social media. All of a sudden, I'm like, he's there. He's here. He, you were just all over spreading like the good word. And I was like, I am so glad that I know someone who is on the forefront of this that's going around the world, educating people and really taking that stank and stigma off of HIV and AIDS. Because I have friends that have it, you know, and it's like some want to talk about it, some don't. So it's just really respecting everyone in their own right. But when someone wants to talk about on the level that you do and really wants to to start a campaign and to fight against the HIV stigma. I just, you standing ovation. If I had an applause button, we would be hitting it <laughs> right now. But why is the campaign so important to fighting HIV stigma? Well, you know, people living with HIV have been having living been living with stigma and dying with it for 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 decades. You know, the stigma, personal stigma, um, the interpersonal, how we feel about ourselves, how other people feel about us in the community. You know, our families, the way we were treated in clinics, the way decisions are made about us, and policy decisions around education and and housing. So, stigma is a really severe issue, and you know. And, and it stems from the really the core root of stigma is is that contagion that we're contagious that we're that we're infectious mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you know right now if you think about it there are hundreds of thousands of people in the United States and millions around the world who are suffering and they people with HIV they're suffering they're they're suffering from social rejection from isolation from depression from suicide from intimate partner violence from prosecution and murder because they and other people think they're infectious and they're not. So this campaign is is so important to to get out really everywhere to de, you know to really to dismantle the stigma that that people living with HIV face in, in all parts of their lives. 
Um, it's mm. also really important to to convey in kind of you know um, testing outreach because U equals U reduces the fear and the anxiety associated with HIV testing. And how so? we're seeing it actually. Well, if someone you know is is so scared about HIV and they think, well, I'm 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 going to, you know, if someone is so scared about HIV, they think they're going to die or they think that they're going to become infectious and a vector of disease, they're less likely to get tested. But if they know that if you get HIV, you know, it's still a bad disease to get, but you can live a healthy life and you won't be infectious, you won't pass it on, then they're more likely to, to be less less anxious and come in and get tested. And there's data that's showing that um, coming soon from from. Uh, uh, parts of uh, sub-Saharan Africa that people are now getting more, uh, tested more. So there's there's a lot of ways that stigma, you know, interferes with our, our ability to get people into care and you know and actually end the epidemic. Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's interesting. You've been literally all over the world um, discussing this topic. Of all the countries that you've been to, which do you think is the one that is most advanced into understanding this, and also not most advanced, but has you know, they're the people of that country understanding the advancement of U equals U. Well, I know the UK is really the world leader in terms of get you know, campaigns. They have outdoor, you know, billboards. They've been doing trainings for, you know, health HIV providers and, you know, doctors. Uh, they've gotten it into the, the mainstream media. You know, Prince Harry spoke about it. I was able to mm -hmm. meet Prince Harry and, and, um, and, you know, they've had it, they've been really successful in getting the message out. I would just say that the most comprehensive country that has like a national plan mm. through the health ministry is Vietnam. Their campaign is called K equals K in the Vietnamese language. And it's, it's really, really extraordinary. It's really impressive. And how far do you think America needs to go to get to there? Oh, America is one of the worst places for U equals U. It's... Um, you know, we don't have a national campaign. You know, we're, we're seeing national campaigns in Zambia and Nigeria and Italy right. and France, right, and Vietnam. We don't have a national campaign in the United States. It's just, you know, it's. Why is that? Um, part of it is, that, you know, it's the, the United States is is some of its complacency. Others, it's a business. AIDS Incorporated, we call it. Uh, it's just people are making money off of it and they're not thinking about innovation. And, mm -hmm. you know, new ideas and U equals U is very new. Um, also, it's just kind of inertia. And the other thing that's really important to think about is the world is really run by HIV negative people and mm -hmm. they're protecting their own in interests. So the idea that HIV positive people can like become uninfectious and have, you know, sex just like everybody else mm -hmm. is, is, is scary still to a lot of people. You know, um, so that I think that's 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 part of it. That you know, it's just this: the, the field overprotects HIV negative people at the expense of the health and human rights of people with HIV. So, for people who are listening right now and they're getting that that inspiration from you to do something, what can people do right now to help change that? Oh, that's a great question. Thank you. Well, share the message. You know, tell people, tell 10 people in the next, you know, five days and ask them to tell 10 people. You know, this campaign has really grown because of that kind of grassroots community activism. We started it at the, at the ground level. We reached out to the researchers and we kind of, you know, climbed from there. But so it's it's really important to share it, important to to join us on social media. You know, my um 
Should I give my Twitter account now? Or do you want give to everything, Twitter, okay. Instagram, how we can follow you. How can we be part oh, of the movement? Awesome. Yeah, thank you. The social media is really important. We love armchair activists to click and share. It's how it, this is how Twitter is really how it got out to the rest of the world. So Twitter prevention, prevention, AC is prevented access. Twitter mine is BR nine, 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 I think three nines or two nines. And be rich men on Instagram and prevention AC on, on Instagram. That's really where we're Twitter is really where the, where the most active. It's very exciting to see all the energy around the world and it's hashtag you equals you will connect yeah. you to everything. I was going to, okay. So if someone's sitting home right now, cause I'm going to do this literally after the show. So I'm sitting here in the studio right now. I want to spread the word. What do you want me to say in my post? We'll say, um, I would say, have you heard about you equals you? Um, and if you're, you're probably communicating it to people who don't know what undetectable and untransmittable is, right. so you could say maybe, um, what you should probably say is, do you know that people living with HIV who are on effective treatment cannot pass on HIV through sex. It's the biggest development since the beginning of HIV treatment in the 1990s. Um, this is, you know, so you can share like that, or you could say, have you heard about U equals U, which means a person living with HIV who has an undetectable viral load cannot transmit HIV. This is huge news. Please pass it on. I'm going to do it. Click the link, push up, swipe up, <laughs> follow <laughs> hashtag you because you No, And I love it. And for those of you, I, I know my listeners, so I know you're all going to uh, text me and tweet me and all of that and Instagram me and slide in my DMs like you all like to say. Here's what I'm going to say. <clears throat> Click on hashtag you equals you. Watch what they're doing and be inspired to create something if you still don't understand <laughs> after this conversation, because I know some example is the best way to to spread the word. So look at other people's, fi figure it out, get a part of it. And again, you know, it's like together we rise. So tonight we're really talking about you equals you and how we got to get this stank off of people, people like, and it's up to us to do it. You know, like Bruce said, America, y'all need to wake up <laughs> when <laughs> Vietnam has a better campaign than America. And we have all these millennials here who have nothing to do during this pandemic. Here's something mm -hmm. to do. Be creative and yeah. be responsible and realize that this could be you. So we're going to have another great guest on. Yancey Jones is a transgender woman who grew up between foster homes and now seeks to educate and inspire others through her life experience. She served as a peer empowerment leader in Harlem's United United's client advocacy program to help empower and lead Harlem United clients in civic engagement and public education. I love that. I love people who inspire. So Yase, <laughs> welcome to Max and Friends. Hi, Max and Friends. How are you? We're better now that you're here. <laughs> Thank you. Thank welcome you. I'm to happy the show. to be here. Thank you. So before we get into your story and how you met Bruce, let's go really back into your story, the genesis of Yase Jones. Uh-oh. Okay. In the beginning, Yase Jones was born as a little boy in uh, New Jersey where he, because I was a little boy then, uh, discovered that he was a lot different from other people. Um, a loner, so to speak, and uh, didn't have many friends growing up. Just a child in his own creativity. And then as he got older, he discovered he was a she, really. Not necessarily gay, but transgender. 
And as I got older, I uh, went to high school, Harvey Milk, graduated from there. Shout out to them. Um, it helped shape, shape my life because I was around people who were like me. There were other transgender students mm. there. There were uh, gay students, gay teachers, gay guidance counselors. So it really helped me figure out A who community. Was, yeah, figure out who I was. Um, and when, as I got older, I just said, you know what, go for it and be who you are. So uh, I was uh, a minister at one point. I uh, was working in adult films at one point. Um, I was just all over the place. Um, I went back to school at one point and uh, just said, you know what, I'm going to be happy. I'm going to be who I am. So at the age of 30, I decided to be Beyonce. And that's how... I became who I am. Beautiful. So here's the story. You know, for people who are listening, you know, the word transgender, especially today, some people get it, some people don't get it. What does it exactly mean? Transgender. Okay. So you have your drag queen, you have your transvestite, and you have your transgender. Let's just break it down for the lack of time into those Perfect. three. Um, a drag queen would be a performer, a man who just dresses up and women's clothing to perform while makeup, while hair, usually exaggerated, and they want to get a good laugh, or maybe beautiful, and they want to get a good laugh, but that's a drag queen. They usually identify as a gay male. Uh, transvestite may be a male who uh, is straight, and they enjoy putting on women's clothes to for uh, sexual, sexual pleasures. And a, a transgender, which is myself, um, we live our lives. 24-7, seven days a week as a woman. Uh, we wake up and we feminize ourselves and we get out there in the world. We like to be called she, not he, not considered a male. Uh, we are women. We are transgender mm -hmm. women. And we are, I would like to say we're taking over. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's so funny. And if you're still confused and you don't get it, there's a beautiful um, line that you got to go watch. Um, what is it? Uh, to Wang Fu with Julie Noir because they talk about exactly that and it breaks everything down and you can understand it better if you still don't get it. But the reality is, is respect. And that's what it all comes down to. So if somebody wants to be called a woman, just respect them. And that's all there is to it. That's so it. let's just put that note out there. Respect and love is really the whole genesis of, of why we're all here together on this big playground having fun. So, Yancey, how did you meet Bruce? Speaking about the playground of fun. I meet Bruce. Oh, okay. So, um, well, I became HIV positive back in 2002. I was still in high school. And um, I, like Bruce, felt like that was the end for me. I didn't think I would live past my 25th birthday. And I just had no hope, didn't want to do anything for a while. Uh, I didn't want to take the medicines because I felt like uh, they were going to be harsh on my body and therefore progress to HIV and make me die faster. I've been to a lot of people from, you know, high school friends passing away from HIV. So I was very skeptical about the medicine. Uh, I did get on the medicine and um, I became undetectable and my life just changed. I was feeling better mentally, uh, healthy. I was socializing. So I went back to school, landed a job over at, uh, well, maybe an internship job type of thing at um, Harlem United, and I was teaching and uh, going to Albany, getting money, funding for our, our program, which was an HIV-based program. 
Mm. And I met Bruce. I got a phone call one day that, hey, you want to work on this campaign from a friend of mine? And I said, uh, I don't know anything about it, but tell me about it. So she <laughs> told me a little bit about it. And, you know, I was skeptical because it said undetectable, untransmittable. And I'm like, hold up. Like, what do you mean undetectable, untransmittable? I had never heard such things before. And initially I said yes. And then I said no, because I, I was on the fence. I wasn't sure. Why were you on the fence? I was on the fence because I wasn't sure if I believed the message or not. Oh. It was okay. until... Because I, ne- I never heard of this, you equals you. Nobody's never mentioned anything. I was still practicing safe sex with, I was married at the time, and I'm still practicing safe sex with my husband at this time, who was uh, not on PrEP, but trying to get on PrEP. And I was still afraid. I was like, I don't want to infect anyone. I don't want to infect him. But I was a fair mind. Um, but then I met Bruce. Uh, got on the phone with him. I believe we text a lot. And then we got on the phone with each other and we spoke and his passion and his commitment and his story to how you equals you became uh, was very inspiring to me. And I immediately changed my mind and said, yes, I'm willing to join the campaign and rock it out with you, whatever you need and educate my trans sisters and knowing that you two can have a healthy life, we can be loving, we can be accepted, we don't have to live a life sheltered and no one understands us because you know a lot of trans women, especially infected with HIV, we undergo a lot of stigma. Mm. Stigma that we are uh, maybe we're prostitutes or maybe we wanted this or we get beaten and we always heard about transgender deaths on the rise. So mm. this campaign gives a lot of hope to us that we can we we can just live normal lives like everyone else. Absolutely. Just and a happy life too. You know, oh, yeah. I think that's really what we're all supposed to be here for is just to live a happy life. Now let me ask you, you had said something about your then husband that he was trying to get on prep but couldn't. Yes. Was there a financial problem? Was there you couldn't get it? Was it hard to get? What was the reason why he couldn't get it out of curiosity. So universal access is not for everyone, especially people of color um, mm-hmm. in our communities. We're not all on health care. We don't all have Medicaid. We're not always offered that or even know a way to go out getting on it. So, mm-hmm. uh, no, he didn't. He had no idea of how to get on. And neither did I until I did some of the research about how to get on uh healthcare, like uh, mm-hmm. whatever type of healthcare that pays for PrEP um, mm-hmm. to get the access to it. You couldn't just go in the hospital and say, here I am, I'm on PrEP. I think it sh- should be offered to everyone free of charge mm-hmm. to eliminate the epidemic. So they said yeah. it was going to be eliminated by 2020. And here we are, 2020, and I'm still waiting to see what's going to change. But uh, getting on Medicaid or public assistance and insurance, it's very hard. And I don't understand mm. why. Bruce, that's a question for you. Why is it so hard? Well, I think the systems are set up to be complicated. Like, I don't know if you've tr- ever tried to 
to send in your um, claim form to an insurance company. But I remember I sent, I tried to do that. And it was like, the form was like, like 23 out of like 40 forms, like all these other four worthless forms. And I, I said to the woman on the phone, do you do this purposely to make it hard for us? And she sort of laughed and half agreed, although I know she couldn't. The insurance companies and Medicaid and all this, they don't really want to get us because the more the more people that are are sort of in care is more it's more expensive for them um Mm. so i think that's part of it and then i also just think these antiquated systems that you know people aren't really thinking innovatively about how to make it easy for people you know now let Um, let me ask in vietnam is prep free um prep in vietnam they're just starting to introduce prep it will be yeah med all medical um all healthcare is free in Vietnam. It's, it's America, we need to wake yeah. up. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the we thing about prep, up. the thing in the yeah. United States is, is, is prep is available. You can get right. it. There's copay programs. It's just like, as Yonsei was saying, accessing it is difficult. Like figuring out where to get it, how to get it, how to fill out the forms to get it. You know, mm-hmm. it, and there's a national prep program that hasn't even been utilized. There's like, I don't, you know, tens of thousands of um, avail, you know, of person availability to, to, to start prep and they haven't been used. You know, there's, so there's a lot of kind of inefficiency in the United States that we need to, yeah. we need to address. <clears throat> Absolutely. Well, you know what? It all starts with a conversation and that's what we're having here tonight on Max and Friends. My guests are Bruce Richmond and Yancey Jones. We're going to play a song from Ash Ruiz called Most Beautiful Light because that's what we all are collectively. But before we get into that song, Yancey, how do you see the U equals U campaign impacting the transgender community? Well, it, um, you equals you transforms the social and sexual and reproductive lives of people with HIV by freeing them from the shame and fear of sexual transmission to their partners. That's number one. The HIV stigma, it dismantles the HIV stigma that has been destroying lives and impending progress in the field since the beginning of the epidemic. It uh, reduces the anxiety associated with testing and encourages people living with HIV to start and stay on treatment to remain healthy and prevent HIV transmission. Mm. So I think it gives hope to a lot of people to start having sex again and start enjoying enjoying their lives and be free to even talk about sex. A lot of people are hush-hush about the word even sex. Like, say it. Absolutely. Love it. And do it. Sex is natural. Sex is fun. Not everybody does it, but everyone should, right? But now, as for you, does you equal you give you hope, Yonsei? Oh, it's given me so much hope. My life has changed since uh, even hearing about you equals you. Um, I'm not afraid to even say it now that I'm HIV positive. I'm not. I am undetectable. I'm not afraid to uh, educate someone on how you transmit it. I was. I was on a date the other night, and I had a conversation with the my, um, what would you call him, my date partner. And we started talking about uh, HIV and STDs. It came up and I was not afraid. I didn't hesitate to say, yeah, I'm HIV positive. He said, well, what does that mean? I said, well, I'm undetectable. He said, well, what does that mean? And I said, well, it means that if we have sex, I can't transmit it to you. I said, have you ever heard of U equals U? Plug that right in. And he said, no. I said, are you on PrEP? He said, no, what's PrEP? I said, wow, it's very, um, it's very—I don't know the word to say—but it it just breaks my heart to see that people still don't know how to prevent yeah. HIV 
from even being spreaded. He had no clue of how. Mm-hmm. He said, well, will I catch it from us sharing his fork or something? Or if we share a cigarette or wow. a No, not at all. He said, what if you cough near me? Can I catch it? I said, You're like, no. it's not COVID. <laughs> <laughs> I'm more scared of COVID now than HIV. So Thank you for saying that, you know, because that's the truth of the conversation here at Tonight on Max and Friends. All right, when we come back, we're going to play this song because I promised Ash Ruiz we would play it. He is, I love my Ash. He's one of my best friends in the whole world. And um, from Menudo back in the day. And then he went on his own and created this song for us to hear tonight. Before we do that, Bruce, Yance, when we come back, we're going to talk about success stories and who we still think needs to hear the you equals you message. Is that cool with you both? Sounds, Sounds great. Cool. So right now we're going to play one of my favorite songs in the whole world for one of my favorite people in the whole world, Ashru is Beautiful Light. And we'll be right back. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends. Myself. 
Radio. This is Max and Friends. I'm your host, Max Tucci. That was Ashley's Most Beautiful Light. And in that song, he sings, I'm going to sing you love songs. And I really think that's what You Equals You campaign is to the community. It is a love song that you all need to spread and sing and spread the word. Bruce, how did you come? Actually, let's talk about success stories. So how did give us some success stories of You Equals You on the quick, because we got to wrap this show up. That's just how time flies. Okay. Well, <laughs> I mean, I think... So big, big successes are when uh, celebrities come out and talk about you equals you. And we know Jonathan Van Ness came out uh, this past fall, revealed he was HIV positive, and he's been talking about you equals you uh, everywhere he goes. And then a celebrity chef, Gabriel Bertaccini, I believe his name is, also recently came out as HIV positive and has mentioned you equals you to some degree. Uh, then there's Miss Vietnam and Vietnam. There are rock stars in Zambia. So we're seeing in different countries that these these you know popular culture icons are are, are speaking out. Um, and then, you know, in places like Vietnam, it's just it, U equals U is, is everywhere. They, you know, they did a press conference in the North and South of Vietnam. They do like events, fashion shows, uh, well, actually it's K equals K like fashion shows to get the message out to the community. The health ministry does trainings for providers. So it's, it's really, there, there's so much more, but it's, it's, it's a comprehensive national program in Vietnam that's really well thought out that I think that we we need to do we need to do here. How in the can United we States. do it? How can we start it? Well, you know, it's a lot of conversations with uh, health and human services. I mean, the CDC and NIH has been has been great to the campaign. You know, we've worked with them uh, very early on to get that risk assessment changed to no risk. Um, but, it, you know, the, the, the focus has been on PrEP, as I mentioned before, and we really have to focus on, on informing, the, you know, I should step back, you know, half of the people with HIV in the United States are not in treatment and care. So that's about 450,000 people. Well, some of them don't know. Um, a small portion of them, about 100,000 of them don't know. But um, but the you know, look at we're the worst of any high-income country in terms of caring for people with HIV. So we, we really have to focus on that population and saying, look, if you get on treatment, you'll stay alive and you won't infect anybody. You won't pass it on. Um, so we're, we're trying to really push the you know, the feds and some of the major HIV organizations to focus on that, you know, to mm -hmm. say, look, we can do better at getting people into care if we tell them about U equals U. And if they're undetectable and they're going to benefit from U equals U and they won't, they won't spread HIV. It's the mm -hmm. most effective way to end the epidemic is if we, if we really focus on getting people with HIV to undetectable. Now, let me ask you about doing that, because now we're in a time where people can't even afford to get food. So how are they going to get their medicines. What advice do you give people to who are going through this to say, listen, this is where you can go and this is where you can get help? Well, you know, you know there there is access. HIV medication is 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 accessible through these programs like Ryan White programs, and there's a, a program called AIDS Drug Assistance Program. And so, people who are you know low, low income are, are can can get it. The medications there. It's just a question of you know, getting, getting to it, you know, how to navigate, like, as mm -hmm. we talked about earlier, all these, you know, complicated, you know, forms and, 
Red tape, exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, Yonsei was a treatment navigator in, in the past and is, is looking, prob- probably going to be moving to do that shortly again, too, to help people get through these systems to get mm-hmm. the treatment and the care that is accessible to them for free. Yes. So, Yonsei, who do you think is still not hearing the message? I think a lot of DL guys are not hearing the message and uh, men who interact with trans women. I think they're not because, first of all, they didn't want to talk about that. They're sleeping with trans women. Or let's not even just talk about that. Let's just talk about people on the down low in general. They don't want to admit that they're even having sex with Ex- men. Define so. the down low for those who don't know what it means. Uh, down low in the closet. I don't know how, how to describe yeah, it. Yeah. Well, I get it. <laughs> yeah. They're yeah. not telling anyone that they're having sex with men or trans women. And um, that makes it difficult to have a discussion about yeah. health care with them also. So, Bruce, also, who do you think? I'm sorry, what? I'm so, uh, uh, advertisement in our community. If there's no advertisement, yeah. then, then who's going to know about what's going on out there? They advertise everything else. They do. Well, yeah, advertisement is huge. But Bruce, for you, who do you think is still not hearing the message? Um, well, the general public, for sure. You know, I mean, I, I think you know, there's, it's not getting out in you know, in popular culture. We need it to get out more. There's organizations that work with with celebrities um, that have a platform that need to integrate this into their messaging, and you know, people, organizations in in the HIV community, and also providers. There are some providers that are still not willing to share the information to people with HIV uh, just because it's paternalistic and they want to control people from having sex without condoms. So they essentially lie about the risk of HIV transmission to prevent people from um, uh, acquiring other STDs, which is, which is, Uh, you know, which is just wrong. Yeah. So Yancey, if people are inspired by you and want to follow you, where can they find you on Instagram? Um, So you can find me on Instagram at Yancey TS. Super. Now, before we wrap this show up, Yancey, what is it that you want people to take with them into this week? I want you to take into this week that um, U equals U is a great program. It's a great campaign. Get, abo- get on board with it. Believe it. Spread the word. Tell your friends and family. Undetectable means untransmittable. Period. That's so simple. (laughs) I love it. I love you for being here. But, you know, I have a question that I ask guests and it goes to, you know, everyone says, what do you want to tell your, you know, your inner child or what do you want to tell your little girl in you? What do you want to tell your future self, Yonsei? Oh, you know what? I'm going to tell my future self, don't beat yourself over the head when you make a mistake. (laughs) Live and learn (laughs) from it. And just get over it. Get over yourself. Get out your mind. You can do it. You can do anything you put your mind to. And peace and love and happiness. Just be happy, girl. Go do it. That's right. And Bruce, what do you want people to take with them into this week? Well, I would echo John say and say that undetectable is untransmittable. Share the share the message. No one living with HIV is is a danger. And people with HIV who are on effective treatment cannot transmit HIV. We can love, we can have sex, we can conceive children finally without any fear of passing it on. Yeah, beautiful. And Bruce, what do you want to tell your future self? My future self? Um, yeah. That just follow your, follow your truth. 
you know, continue to, to follow what's true and, 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 you know, don't be sidelined by convention, always challenge the status quo, um, and, and think, think for yourself. And think for yourself and think that you equals you, everyone. So here's if you want to follow Bruce Richmond, you can follow him on Twitter at BR999 and on Instagram at B-R-I-C-H-M-A-N. I am so grateful to the both of you for being here tonight. You know, again, conversation is this is like the conversation, the hard conversation that people don't want to have, but that we all need to have. So you equals you, everyone. For more information, go find Bruce, find Yancey, hashtag you equals you. Click on that. Learn more. And really be the difference. We are all here to have, we are all here to be the difference. So be the difference. Um, I got to wrap this up, but I, there's so much more to talk about. But I guess where we are right now is where we're supposed to be. So, Yancey, thank you so much for joining us here tonight at Max and Friends. Thank you for having me. It's my pleasure. And, Bruce, thank you again for being here on Max and Friends and standing ovations for you equals you. I'm just like, I, I'm so proud to know you. Oh, thank you, Max. I'm proud to know you too. It's good to be here. Thanks for this platform. Appreciate it. Of course. And you know what, everyone? If you're tuning in for the first time, these are the conversations we have here. Conscious conversations that are going to help motivate, encourage, and inspire you to be a better person in a shitty world. But the world's not shitty. It's just the people make it shitty. <laughs> but I love you all for tuning in. Bruce, we're going to catch up real soon. And until then, everyone, I want you to take into this week that you equals you. And that heart equals heart. And that conversations equal conversations. And the way to have a conversation is to start it. So please be a conversation starter this week. Don't just be sitting around during this time that we're in right now doing nothing. Be the change. I love you all for tuning in. And until next time, good night and good karma. I'm your host, Max Tucci for Max and Friends.